This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for coming back for an extra serving, if you will. Uh, hit me with the anvil, conk, of the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. The NFL schedule was announced Thursday afternoon, so I feel compelled to dig in and talk to you Bears fans, Packers fans, maybe a few Vikings and Lions fans who listen. I'm not sure if White Sox radio voice Len Casper ever checks out the podcast. My suspicion is he doesn't. But the Lions, of course, play huge in the news when the schedule was announced yesterday. And I, I, I've been wanting to talk about the actual schedule for several weeks now. And it's not just because the other sports are not lighting my fuse Right now, that is a problem in my sports universe. I don't deny that. I'm uninterested in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I couldn't care less about who wins the NBA title. And the White Sox have been, they're more entertaining to listen to what their fans say. That's what I told a buddy yesterday. You know, White Sox fans are as entertaining as Bears fans to me because of the volume of, I guess you'd say, contemptuous feelings for their team when it's all dumping on them and in a Sox fans case, sometimes when it's even going good. So I, I've enjoyed that as a diversion comes Cubs coming back to the rest of the pack. No surprise there. And injuries also precluding us from a chance to continue to watch Dansby Swanson who looked like a girl, looks like a great move in the off season, but we get on to the news of the day. And the news of the weekend, the Bears and Packers will open the season. This is great for the Bears. My overwhelming feeling on the Chicago schedule is very, very good. You knew the opponents before we got the dates and the start times for most of those that have been announced. I think 15 of the Bears, 17 games, like every NFL team, the kick times are announced. And there's a lot of TBDs late in the season. But I, I think this is... It's a terrific schedule for the Bears because you get a divisional opponent with a new quarterback in Jordan Love out of the way, right out of the chute. This is a chance for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and the roster they've assembled for this 23 season to put their signature on this rivalry right out of the gate and change fortunes, especially on opening day or opening night with the Bears and Packers. This has not gone the Bears' way. Unless you remember uh, eras that I vaguely remember, uh, except for the 80s, Monday nights and Monday nights, Sunday night openers for the Bears against Green Bay have been a disaster. Uh, 
one after another. Historically, time for the Bears to write a new script to this ongoing theater. Chicago and Green Bay, the most storied rivalry in the NFL that has been horribly one-sided for the last 31 years since the Packers gave the ball to Brett Favre early in the 92 season. It's been crazy in favor of Green Bay. And lid lifters that come to mind, uh, there it is, lid lifters, uh, opening nights that come to mind for me, 0-9, more than any. I was at Lambeau Field for the NBC kickoff to that season. It was Jay Cutler's first game in a Bears uniform, and he threw four interceptions, including one to Johnny Jolly the defensive tackle. Brian Erlacher was lost for the year that night with with a broken wrist, and it tumbled on the Bears after that game. They made Cedric Benson look like uh, an outstanding college player, like he was at the University of Texas. It was a disastrous season. There have been others like it. Uh, There was one in the Dave Wanstead era right after they signed Brian Cox to a free agent contract, and I thought Brian Cox was going to really right a lot of wrongs with the Bears' defense, and that didn't happen. He did not have a very productive two years here in a Bears uniform, but that also was a Monday night opener at Lambeau Field, and it was a disaster. And most of us remember vividly how Khalil Mack shot out of the gate like a comet in the 2018 season, acquired just a few nights, a few days before They play the game, the Sunday nighter against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and Khalil Mack just destroys the Packers during the first half of the game. And Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, I remember vividly, they're they're asking, if if you're Matt LaFleur right now, do you give Aaron Rodgers the hook and live to fight another day? That, That happened. And in the second half, Max not being in football shape showed up. He had to get off the field regularly to catch his breath, and he was not alone. It was Matt Nagy's first training camp as the Bears head coach, and he went easy on him. And it's there's no debate. They were, they were not ready to play four quarters of football, and they lost that opener to Green Bay. They're going to win this one, I have a suspicion. It's a 325 kick on opening day at Soldier Field. What a way to start the season. That's terrific. And I don't often feel that way. And this is not because I'm Danny Blue and Orange by any stretch of the imagination. Quite the contrary. During the Ted Phillips regime, enough was enough for me. But this is good. If Jordan Love sucks, the world is going to know about it in a hurry. Because that'll be the national game at 325 on opening day. And the Packers in week four have Detroit on a Thursday night. And I'll get to the Lions in just a little bit because I'm excited to talk about the Honolulu Blue today. Then the Packers have another Thursday night game. The following week in week five, they've they've got to go to Vegas for a Thursday nighter. So you get back-to-back, only game in town, only game in the country. With those Thursday nighters, week four, week five, then you've got to wait a little bit. You'll get another chance to see the nation gets another chance to see Love if he's still standing on Thanksgiving in Detroit. That's another another fun day. Detroit and Green Bay on, on Thanksgiving. That works for me. The next week, in week 13, the Packers have Kansas City on Sunday night football. 
Jordan Love is going to get chance after chance to show America that he's he's for real. And the torch is being passed, the baton is being passed to a very qualified, competent field general and NFL quarterback. The Giants in week 14 are a Monday nighter for Green Bay. This is great. I mean, if if Green Bay is as bad as some think they might be, Bears fans, you're going to love this because a lot some of these games you can't get out of. You can't get out of Thanksgiving. That's a lock. And those those week four and week five games on Thursday night football also are a certainty. They will go down, and Jordan Love is going to get a chance to put his signature on this team one way or another. There were six teams, I'm sorry, four teams in the NFL that drew six primetime assignments. Of course, the defending champion Chiefs are among them, and they open the year on Thursday night against the pinkish-hued Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. What did the Lions do to deserve an opening night assignment? Man, I don't know. You tell me. Is it Jack Campbell, the 18th pick in round one out of Iowa? The guy they could have gotten 40 picks later? (laughs) Maybe even 50, 60 picks later? Is that what does it? Is it Campbell? Is he that magnetic? Look, the dude's entertaining, but he's a meathead. He was on with Kyle Brandt and the crew on Good Morning Football today. And, uh, wow, was uh, was it a love fest between Brandt and the head coach who, who Brandt imitated and then stroked him for their shared fondness for Metallica. And uh, one of my favorite quotes of the week from anybody involved with sports, Dan Campbell saying, I love lyrics. I uh, I do. I, I love lyrics as well, Dan. So so all the best to you <laughs> and all the best to uh, to the Lions on opening night. So Kansas City, six primetime games. The Bills have six primetime games. There's a lot of DeMar Hamlin love for you waiting, ladies and gentlemen. The Cowboys also get six games on national TV. A lot of people say, why wouldn't they? People are interested in the Cowboys. Those who love them, really love them, and those who don't, really don't. And then there's Brandon Staley and the L.A. Chargers with six primetime games. I I don't understand that one as either. But there's little to complain about. The NFL schedule has been announced, and most teams have had their rookie minicamps. Veterans will join the newbies very, very soon in all 32 NFL teams. And we're not that far away. And once teams put on shells, you don't say pads anymore because they rarely wear pads in training camp. Once they put on the shells, it then is an arduous four or five weeks until anything matters. But as, as you see video, just as you do when, Pitchers and catchers report historically you get excited if you're a baseball fan because your sport is around the corner. And that's what training camp is as much as anything. It's just the reality. The calendar is starting to turn in your favor and your long, long winter and spring break from your favorite game is about to come to an end. There's there's something about the Bears schedule, I think, that is not advantageous, and that is some some Thursday night dates, two Thursday night dates 
after travel, I, I think is, is a tough putt. And some people say, well, what, you know, these guys are professional athletes. They're pampered. Look, they're also human beings and they're on a schedule and athletes like to operate with routines. The bears in week four play at home against Denver and then have to go to Washington. That's not too difficult, not too crazy. It's not a across the country flight. And they do have the advantage of playing home the previous week. They also have Sam Howell waiting for him. If if the fifth round pick two years ago is still the commander's starting quarterback in week five. That was a game played on a Thursday night this past year in October. Same thing, although it was later in the calendar, later October. And it was an awful football game. You might remember Justin Fields overthrowing a wide open tight end on a little wheel route in the end zone. It was dreadful. The Bears in week nine play at New Orleans on a Sunday at noon and then have to host the Panthers Thursday night. Another short turnaround. They have to wait until week 13 to get their bye. Same problem as a year ago. The bye fell very late in the year for the Bears, and that was particularly tough on a first-year head coach and everybody on the Bears staff who had been elevated to a position they previously had not held. So I I, I think that's, that's a good thing that they got through that okay last year, and hopefully everybody adjusts and I heard Matt Eberflus talking about what he learned in rookie minicamp last year and how he applied that to what the boys did last week. And it's just so much football speak and word salad. It kind of, kind of turns me off and I'm not, I'm not fully in on Eberflus just yet. Bears divisional opponent dates. And then I'm going to get to week one's best game. Uh, Opening night, opening afternoon, I should say the 10th of November or 10th of September against the Packers, the 325 kick at Soldier Field. Their next divisional game is in week six at Soldier Field against the Vikings. Vikings have some pretty attractive national dates too, some primetime games, including one against the Bears I'll get to in uh, in just a little bit. The Bears' next divisional game is not until week 11 when they go to Detroit. Then the following week, at the end of November, they get the Vikings at home on Monday night football before they're by. That's a real nice stretch. Nine Weeks 9, 10, 11, and 12. A chance for the Bears to, to prosper at New Orleans week 9 against the Panthers at home Thursday night in week 10 at Detroit and then at Minnesota on Monday night. Go 3 and 1 in that stretch and you're probably going to make the playoffs because there are some patty cakes at the end of the schedule for the Bears. I'll finish the divisional games. Uh December 10th Detroit. That game is at Soldier Field. That's a noon kick. And then they end the year. I I don't like the bookend factor. They they open with Green Bay and close with Green Bay on the 7th of January and uh those are times to be determined the best games in week one next
I'm Dan McNeil, and you're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. You can do it anywhere you get your podcast and tell a friend. The Macker isn't done sharing his deep sports thoughts with you. You can find me twice a week, typically on Monday late mornings we drop, and then again later in the week on Thursday. I'm Dan McNeil, and I am not finished saying things about stuff. These are not the type of games necessarily that are of huge interest in Chicago or to anybody who loves the NFC North, wants to root against the Packers. Well, you get a chance with Chicago, of course, but around the league, outside of the Bears, if you're a Bears fan, not not very exciting matchups. And there's a couple of divisional games that should be fun to watch. Uh, The Jaguars and Colts at noon. Uh, interested to see, of course, Trevor Lawrence and, and what he is all about in week three. And as the Colts lift the lid on the Anthony Richardson era, that, uh, that'll be fun as well. Bengals and Browns at noon, Deshaun Watson, of course, starting the year with Cleveland against Joe Burrow. That should be a fun game to watch at noon on opening weekend. And then the 49ers and Steelers, non-conference matchup. Always interested to see what the 49ers are doing because I love teams that win by way of defense. And uh, Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback, assumes control right out of the chute. Kenny Pickett, an offseason under his belt. We'll see what he's about in uh, season number two. And then Sunday night football is Cowboys and Giants the first of six national primetime games, obviously national at their primetime for Dallas and, uh, and the Giants, a surprising team last year under Brian Dable and a fun team to watch and eager to see more of Daniel Jones this coming season. This schedule is, is fun to talk about. It's silly to go over it and, and say wins, losses here and feel confident in it. But if you're going to ask me how many games I think the Bears can win without putting the the W's or L's next to the opponents, I I think it's a disappointing year. As crazy as this sounds, to not win nine games. That's a six-game improvement. If you get to nine, depending on how you get to nine. Now, if if you're sitting on eight wins in week of 13, then nine wins would not be acceptable, especially when you consider the Bears have Cleveland, Arizona, and Atlanta weeks 15, 16, and 17. That is so sweet looking at the way the Bears close it. They close Jane 7 against Green Bay, but Cleveland, Arizona, and the Falcons with the Cardinals and Atlanta both at Soldier Field. That's sweet. This is a really sweet way to wrap the year for the Bears. So uh, I, I would say have optimism about this season if you're a Bears fan. I don't think many of you need to be told that. I think there is a lot of that you know, all over the place, and, uh, and there should be. It's a changing of the guard, and it's been long overdue. Last thing I want to comment about this morning, today, whenever you're getting the podcast, is the enthusiasm Kyle Brandt. Uh, showed for his favorite sport today. He was chesty about how the NFL just assumed control of the news again yesterday, and he said he wants more of it. 
he wants the NFL to take over baseball's opening day and make major announcements salute on baseball's opening day. Get Christmas. He says, now that we got Christmas because of the way the schedule felt, he was making fun of the NBA, which owned the 90s on Christmas Day. And because of the way the weekends have fallen, this the second straight year. Instead of watching the NBA, people are going to be watching a lot of football Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I'm not a big fan of it, but I'm not going to get mad at Jesus like Doug Buffon did for being born in December, even though he technically was not born. Doug Buffon, the late former Bears linebacker, sitting with me in a pregame show. We were sitting in the score bunker on Belmont Avenue in the early 90s, and he was lamenting. Christmas coming late in the NFL season. Why did Jesus have to be born so close to the playoffs, little buddy? <laughs> oh, I love Doug Buffon. Everybody did. But uh, that, that's the way it goes this year again. And Brant was just hysterical talking about how big the NFL is. And I share his feelings. And I, I, I couldn't agree more that in, in months. And we saw this at the beginning of the pandemic when everything shut down. The shield was there for us. Da -da -dun, da -da -dun -dun -dun. Marching forward with news of Tom Brady joining the Buccaneers. And it, it was just piece of news after piece of news. And uh, the, the sport everybody assumed at the beginning of the pandemic when it wasn't very well understood would be the most difficult to put off because of the physical proximity, the closeness, the breathing and spitting and sweating together. and all. How in the world could you do that? You can't wear masks when you play football and masks probably aren't going to help you anyway. And every football didn't really miss much, did it? There were very few cancellations or I shouldn't say any. There were postponements. Uh, during the 20 season when the pandemic busted loose and changed the way we live here in America. But the NFL was unfazed, and it was it was a step toward just continuing to place its stranglehold on sports America. You can have whatever they do uh, across the pond with soccer. I know it's hugely popular. I know even, you know, some of the highly paid athletes in the world are not NFL players. I understand that. I don't give a damn. It's the greatest game here in the States, and I'm so glad that it, it, it feels very secure, does it not? Adam Delavitt is the guy who makes everything happen at the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thanks to Baby Capone for giving me these opportunities every week. Sam Michael produces the show. And I will be back Monday with a recap of some things that may have happened on baseball diamonds over the weekend. Yeah, I think I'll give an eye to both the White Sox and the Cubs. Rumor has it they are still playing. And, of course, if there's anything NFL, especially Bears or Packers news, I'll be all over that on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm Dan McNeil. So long. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.